welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 87. What's going on? I'm Matt O'Leary back with another edition. It's a state of the union at the bye week. I think it couldn't have come at a better time for the New York Jets. I am, well... I actually excited to have a little bit of a break. Not that the content is going anywhere, but just maybe a little bit of a mental break from having to watch the team week in and week out. And I know it's only been five weeks, five games, but sometimes it's uh, it gets a little bit much. And we're going to take a step back, decompress. We did a mock draft yesterday. We are going to have a ton of other content this week and into next week. But on today's episode, it's going to be very much so focused on what we've seen so far. And what we're going to be getting into uh, in the voicemails is a lot of just reactionary stuff to the game and just how the team has been so far. But before all that, do you know what's scarier than seeing a black cat on Halloween? Not much, but it's shaving your balls with anything other than Manscaped. When it comes to below-the-waist grooming, there's no need to carve your pumpkins this Halloween because Manscaped is here to upgrade your grooming experience. Grow from a bite-sized candy bar to a king-sized candy bar and join the 2 million men worldwide by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with promo code JETS20. That is J-E-T-S-2-0 for 20% off. Free shipping on anything you like on the website. So let's get into it. Episode number 87 of Just Jets. State of the Union at the bye. One and four. Not where I thought the Jets were going to be. Uh, I had them, I think, at three and two at the bye. Yes, I did. Uh, Very much so would have settled for two and three. I thought they had an opportunity to get to two and three playing the Atlanta Falcons, but it was a bad rookie quarterback day, uh, which those are, they're no fun. Uh, And unfortunately it wasn't just the rookie kind of like it was against the Patriots. It was a little bit of everything, which we'll we'll get into more so in, in some of these voicemails, but the, the first, the monologue at least is going to be more so focused on just where they are offensively, defensively, big things that, you know, need to change and just what's been okay so offense 32 out of 32 so bad not good not fun uh i I thought they would be better than where they are and now i'm not naive i didn't think that this was going to be a top 10 offense in football even maybe not even necessarily top half of the league but just competent which they really haven't been (laughs) defensively pretty good i'll take 18th looking at what the secondary looks like right now especially with marcus may and lamarcus joiner out bryce hall is holding down this secondary and a bunch of other no names it's bryce hall and a bunch of nobodies uh who are turning into people uh before our very eyes which is awesome that that, that i'm happy about the pass rush i'm happy about linebackers getting there um, for, for sure getting there. I thought they were exposed a little bit this past week. Um, not, not great in coverage, but game plan wasn't that great either. So, so the, to their credit, but what, so the question that I get a lot is what needs to change? Well, there's five guys who I think need to be more involved in the offense. And this is no in particular order. Denzel Mims. We saw what he could do when the ball was thrown his way. Cause all he does is make plays. His first reception of the game and his first reception since week one was for 27 yards. <laughs> like He had two two receptions for 27 yards to start off his 2021 season over a five-week span. I, I just, he has to get in the lineup. Like, there's, there's no more excuses. I didn't like the excuses with Elijah Moore, why he wasn't on the field more because they didn't run a lot of plays on offense. Like, what? That has nothing to do with the percentage of plays that this guy is playing. And yeah, really the only time you notice him twice. One was a ball that was, he, he tried to come, he went out of bounds and tried to come back in and catch it. But I mean, the game, the game was over at that point. Uh, and the other one, he, he drew up defensive pass interference on a deep bomb. I, I just don't understand why they can't like develop screens to him or just creative ways to get the ball in his hand, short little slants over the middle. Like, easy completion stuff uh which 
Crowder's been good at. Crowder's been a safety blanket on little stuff over the middle in his you know quick return here. Uh, and I'm excited to have Crowder back for a little bit. Um, I think he's been good so far and is a reliable target, which is exactly what you want for your young quarterback. Uh, Michael Carter, I think, is someone who's explosive with the ball in his hands. I, I think you need to find ways to get him the ball in space in the passing game a little bit more. And honestly, even Keelan Cole. Like, I just think this offense is too heavily focused to Corey Davis in the passing game. And I mean, let's face it, he's had a ton of drops early on. I like Davis. I think he's a good player, but I think they're, they're, they're force-feeding him a little bit. Guys like Griffin, Croft, Braxton, their percentage of snaps that they're playing is way too high. Those guys should be role players, uh, and they're not. They're, they're main contributors on this offense which isn't good. It's not just the play calling, which hasn't been great. Like I, I like the idea of play action, but just not at the rate that they're running it, especially like he's clearly struggling. He being Zach Wilson's clearly struggling with it. He's been better when it was just kind of, we're going to be in the shotgun snap release quick. All like, can we try to get some bang, bang throws going, get him in a rhythm before we do that other stuff? Because there has been good in the Tennessee and even game. And even at, you know, sometimes in the second half of Atlanta and the second half against uh, the Carolina Panthers in week one, but they just start so slow. It's like their first two or three drives. They may pick up one first down between the three drives, and it's like you, you can't do anything, and you're down by 10 points at the start of every single game. They got to just get in a rhythm, man. Got to get the run game going too, like, None of these running backs really have a great yards per attempt. I think Michael Carter's probably at this point starting to separate himself from the pack, which is fine. We, everyone pretty much anticipated that. Um, I think he's going to be a fine starter, but it's just, they can't do anything. They had one game where they were able to run the ball. It was against the the Patriots in week two. Can they do it again in week seven, I guess, right? Because they're on a bye for week six. I hope so. Because I think you have to, again, try to try to get your rookie quarterback comfortable. I think that's got to be the goal for this week. And I said it in one of my videos earlier in the week. I, I just think he's too amped up. I think he's like he just needs to calm down a little bit and just play. Like, I think he's definitely thinking too much. You could see it. If you've ever played sports before, you, you, you know, you, instead of just reacting and, and doing, you're overthinking it. You're pressing. That's what's happening. But it's been f five games. The overreaction online to Zach Wilson through five games is crazy. There's been flashes that have been exciting. And he's and like it's okay to admit that he hasn't been good. Overall, through five games, not good. There's been good flashes, but overall, not great. That by no means defines what he is going to be in the NFL. Through 20 quarters, that's it. You're done. You're able to say it was a mistake. You're able to say that the kid can't play. Based on this, with a rookie head coach, a rookie play caller, youngest team in the NFL, that's it. You only get 20 quarters to prove yourself. That's what I don't understand. And it's okay to say that I thought they would be better at this point than what they are. Most Jeff fans did. And it's okay to say that you're disappointed in that, or maybe I wished Zach Wilson was playing better. But if your reaction over the first 20 quarters of the NFL or the NFL season for the Jets this year is that Robert Sala can't coach or Zach Wilson can't play in this league, I don't know. I don't know how you're coming to that conclusion so quickly. And maybe, I mean, maybe that tends to, turns out to be right. You get to say, oh, I was right. But I don't think it's fair to say that after 20 goddamn quarters. If you want to do it after 20 games, 25 games, okay. That's a little bit more reasonable. But most of the time, these are the same people who are getting mad at you for coming to a conclusion about a quarterback who had 40 starts under his belt. Now you're trying to do the same thing after five? <laughs> uh, it's just hypocritical times on the internet. It's just... I don't know. It's crazy. Some of the, the responses you get is just a bit much. And when the team loses, 
fans get frustrated and I get that. I get frustrated too. And like I said at the top, I thought I had them at seven and ten on the year, three and two, three and two at the bye week. There were two games they well no. Three games they lost. Yeah, three games they lost that I thought they were gonna win, and one game they won that I thought they were gonna lose the lose. So my expectations have been way off so far this year. But in the second half, more than that, really, you have twelve more games, three quarters essentially three quarters of your season. Still a lot of time in the NFL. Try to get your playmakers more involved. The good ones. Because I don't know what good it's going to do if you're having Zach Wilson dumping the ball off to to Ryan Griffin or Tyler Croft or someone like that. You're force-feeding targets to some of these guys who aren't long-term answers, aren't, you know, helping... But Mims, Moore, Cole, Carter, Crowder. I know Cole and Crowder, there's there's maybe no guarantee that either of those two guys are coming back, but if you could help your quarterback get in a rhythm, I don't know. At least those guys have proven that they could you know, be quality players at this league. Uh, Yeah, sorry, just a little frustrated, for, and I, I get it. Um, State of the Union is... Overall, not good. One and four. Wasn't where I wanted to be, but we'll see what happens, man. I don't know if this guarantees the Jets are going to be a top three or top four pick, uh, like a lot of people are saying, but who knows? Let's get into voicemails. Let's see what you guys think. First is Dante in Georgia. Hey, Matt. Dante from Georgia. Uh, No question. Just a reaction. I literally just hit the power button to turn off the game. Um, What was that? (laughs) I, I guess that's the question. What was that? Not good. We looked horrible. Kyle Pitts hasn't done anything all year long, and we make him look like he's Gronk. He's just catching the ball on, like, over 120 yards or something. Like, we made him look so good. Our defense, where were they? Seven sacks last week. We couldn't get to Matt Ryan once. Uh, Absolutely horrible. Uh, Zach Wilson... Uh, five games in, I'm really trying not to overreact. I'm so done with him missing these little checkdown screen pass throws. You cannot cannot be a franchise quarterback and not make throws that I could make. And I don't think I've thrown a football in five years. Like you got you got to hit the simple throws. I don't care about the 65 yard bombs. I don't because when it comes down to it, you, you can't hit the guy that's six feet away from you for easy first down. I, oh my God! Yeah, I'm. I'm trying. I, I didn't write down my thoughts. I just wanted to call. You're the first person I called after the game. Love uh, that. It, it's horrible. Uh, and I will say, I have tickets to fly up from Georgia to MetLife to see the Cincinnati Bengals game. I I am regretting buying those tickets. Oh. I'm still going, but I will say this: the Jets have two weeks off until we play New England. If we don't score a single point in that first quarter. If we have two weeks to prepare and don't score in the first quarter, I'm not watching the game this year after the Bengals game. It, we look pathetic every week at the start of it. Um, props to you for covering this team every week. I could never do it. But you're the best, man. Love the content. Take care. Go Jets. Still, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I very much so appreciate the kind words there. Um, appreciate you tuning in each week and calling in and checking in with us. Uh, hopefully you enjoy the Bengals game. I hope they give you a good effort in that one. I think it's one that they should win, knock on wood, but who knows at this point. Um, yeah, so a couple things. While it's frustrating that Zach can't hit the short stuff right now, my rebuttal to your argument would be what do you think is more fixable? My answer would be that it's you can't you can't teach some of the throws that he made against Tennessee. You can teach a guy to throw the ball six you know uh, six yards into the flat or whatever. And it's not like he can't do it. He can. He's not doing it right now because clearly they, there's something ailing. Him. It's his head. He's in his own head right now. It happens to rookie quarterbacks. He's gonna go through stretches. Right now it's bad. You're on the decline in the roller coaster. The week before was at the, at the peak. You're in a valley. Ask Greenbean. He knows all about roller coasters, man. 
He'll tell you. There's going to be weeks where he looks bad, and there's going to be weeks where he looks good. I'm sorry. That that's that's how it's going to be. And and for the offense, I I get it. The frustration. The frustrating part is that they they're just so irrelevant in the first half of most of these games, and that's why you're you're losing. But it just goes to show, like if the offense was even semi competent, not fully competent, but semi competent. You have a much better shot this week against the, this past week against Atlanta and week one against Carolina. So could that be our positive spin? Maybe is that by the year year's end, they're figuring that stuff out. Maybe you win a couple of those games. I hope so. That's what I'm holding out hope for. I want to see my rookie quarterback week in and week out. Max, New Jersey. He's got some takes on the floor. Hi, this is Max from New Jersey, and on top of the Jets recap, even though the Jets lost, they still played pretty competitive, which is a good thing. What I think the Jets should work on for Week 7 is they need to adjust a lot better. Atlanta played a lot of zone defense, and Mike McFlore didn't adjust. I think what they need to do against the Patriots, because they play it, is that Mike McFlore needs to make adjustments on the fly. He should not make adjustments after halftime. If you want to win in the National Football League, you should get have offense in the first half. I'm sorry. But if the Jets do not have offense in the first half, there's no way you can win a game. I'm just saying that. Even though Jets offense has played better in the second half, they need to play more consistent in all phases of the game. And right. I think that the Jets I need to, I think Zach Wilson should be playing better in the first quarter because usually Zach Wilson starts off very slow, which even though he's a rookie, he needs to start off a lot faster. Also, they need to make more on-the-fly adjustments, as I just said. Like, you saw Kevin Stefanski. Like, he made on-the-fly adjustments. That's why he was the, the Browns were in the playoffs. Kevin Stefanski always made adjustments. That's what Michael Floor should do as an OC. Also, on defense, they need to make adjustments. For example, Helena. Like, they played against that defense for five years. They, they haven't made any adjustments to Jeff. Even though the defense is good, they just need to make more adjustments. I hope the Jets can beat the Patriots at week seven and go Jets. Yeah, I hope so too, man. Uh, it's a very tough ask to go on the road and win in that building for a young quarterback. Uh, so my hopes aren't very high for that. But if you're going to do it, it being after a bye week would be the time to do it. They do have to start quicker. Because as we talked about in the last call with Dante, that's why they're out of games. Because they're, they're so, they don't do anything in the first half. If you're at least consistent in putting an effort through 60 minutes, you have a much better shot. Are they winning 10 games? No. They, they never were this year. Sorry, optimists. Wasn't going to happen. But I think fans were just you know, maybe hoping for a little bit more consistency. So we'll see. I, I think the biggest thing that LaFleur has to do is cut down on the play action and long developing play action. It's not like play action. All right, let's get out of the ball quick. It's no, it's a long place. These guys getting, trying to get down the field. And I like that with Wilson, you're able to push the ball down the field. That's a good thing, but you also have to get him in rhythm. You have to get him going a little bit too. Finding a happy medium. I think that's, that's going to be key. Nick Suffolk. He's got reaction too. Hey, man, it's Nick from Suffolk County, New York. What a pathetic showing from <laughs> the coaching staff. I mean, I don't know what more people need to see, but, like, at what point, like, I'm not I'm not saying fire Sala because I like Sala a lot, and I think he's eventually going to be a good head coach, but at what point does he deserve some blame for what, for why the team is coming out so flat and so unprepared and so undisciplined in the first half of games? I mean, he didn't have his team prepared to play. They were not ready to play football. Like, it was obvious. Like, penalties to start the game and all that roughing the passer call was kind of BS. But, like, it was just it, it was just ridiculous. Like, the constant pass interference calls, the roughing the passer on Nathan Shepard over and over again. I mean, it was a joke. Like, and, and the worst offense of Salah today is, like, that, like, six or seven minute drive when they settle for a field goal and they desperately need a touchdown to get back into this game 
But no, a dumbass screen call by LaFleur that gets blown up, and they have to settle for a field goal. And then Salah on the sideline, he's smiling, he's all happy, he's high-fiving the guys. Like, dude, what? Like, you just wasted so much time, and you settled for a field goal, and you're happy about it. But apparently you're just so proud of the way the team has been performing, and you're proud of the fight. Like, dude, it's like, it, it, it's not okay. Like, like, he didn't have his team prepared to play. I might be breaking up here because I'm kind of outside in the wind right now. Sorry. But, like, okay. I don't know, man. The coaching staff has just not been performing. I don't know. It's just, it's just frustrating. All right. Have a good one, man. So, I don't know. This, okay. Uh, uh, let me say it like this. This week, yes, they weren't prepared to play. But for four out of the five games, the defense was. I know Silas in charge of the whole team, but I mean, let, let's be honest here. It, it's the it's the biggest reason they're struggling is because of the rookie quarterback and rookie play caller. I think that's on Salah. There's been a few things that's frustrated me with Robert Salah, like him punting in opposing ter- in uh, opposing territory on what was it fourth and five maybe. I don't know. I, I'm I thinking this year where there's basically nothing he can do to get fired this year on the field. I should I should specify because uh, yeah, John John Gruden or Urban Meyer might have something else to say on that. But what I mean here is that there's almost the mistakes on the field aren't going to get him fired in year one. So be aggressive, take chances, see how your quarterback reacts in those situations, but. He's been a little too conservative. That would be my one criticism of Robert Sala so far is that he was, he's been a little bit too conservative at times. Um, I don't think it's fair to kill him over the team not being up to play over the course of the year. This week, okay, sure, but mm, Sala's not very high on my list of things wrong right now. He's just not. Lucas, New Jersey, he's up next. We got some Zach Wilson takes. Hey, uh, it's Lucas. Uh... I'm from New Jersey, but I'm calling from Connecticut since I'm in college right now. And, yeah. So, anyone who is already touting Zach Wilson out, it's ridiculous. I mean, yes, it would be a blessing if, you know, he had a rookie season like a Joe Burrow or a Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson. But face it, those rookie seasons for quarterbacks happen one out of every ten times. And just look at Josh Allen's rookie year. He played 12 games through 10 touchdowns and 12 picks. Not good. And in only four games did he have more touchdowns than picks. And like two or three of those games, it was a one to zero ratio. So am I saying Zach Wilson's going to be Josh Allen? No. He could, but that makes the team. What I'm saying is it's a process. I get it. It's hard to be patient when this team hasn't made the playoffs in 10 years. And it seems like sometimes the organization's just a dog chasing its tail, and the Johnson brothers are just two monkeys hitting a rock with a stick, which, I mean, they kind of are. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> Wilson, when I see him, it reminds me of Josh Allen's rookie season. And just Jeff Van Pass to be patient. We knew we were going to take some losses this year. We knew it was going to be a rough year. And the ones who are the most disappointed, they're the ones that are delusional thinking, you know, Nine and eight playoffs for Wilson rookie of the year. That just is not going to be the case. It's a rookie quarterback with a rookie coach and a rookie offensive coordinator. It's going to be a process. There's going to be growing pains, but there's going to be wins also and flashes like we saw last week in Tennessee. You know, I'm pissed about this game against Atlanta, but is what it is. And uh, yeah, best team in New York starts their uh, season this week. So let's go Rangers. <laughs> That's a weird way to pronounce Islanders. Just kidding. Hopefully you enjoy hope you enjoy your season. Rangers are an up and coming team. We we need if you're a struggling Jets fan, watch hockey. Hockey is fun. Islanders are gonna be good. Rangers are an up and coming team. Sorry, Devils. I don't think they're there yet. I like Dougie Hamilton a lot for who they brought in uh on that defense. He's gonna be good for them. But 
I think they're still another year away from really trying to make some noise in this metropolitan division. But that's enough on hockey for this show, uh, even though I'd love to just talk hockey with you guys. Um, I, I agree with like 95% of what you were saying here. Uh, yes, it is way too early to have a definitive statement on your quarterback. That I agree with. I, I don't like the Josh Allen comparison, and, and you're not the only one uh, who's made it uh, here, Lucas. I saw it on Twitter from a bunch of people, and Robert Salas said it too. Um, because really through Allen's first two years, he wasn't very good. But he took this insane, crazy leap in year three. I, I think we need to see a little bit more from Wilson in his first, what would that be, 30? Roughly 30 starts than what we saw from Allen in his first 30 starts. Uh, just because Allen's a little bit of an outlier. And I'm not saying that, I know that kind of sounds hypocritical because I'm saying give Wilson time, but I, I don't like that direct comparison because you went from, you go from like bottom of the barrel to like cream of the crop. So I'm trying to find like bridge the gap between Allen's rookie year. Hopefully Zach ends up turning it around down the stretch and is like semi-okay and has a you know nice step in year two and then another step in year three, um, which is what we were hoping Sam was going to do. But I'm, I'm hoping the infrastructure here is much better than what Sam was dealing with, and I think that that is the case. I, I hope you're right with Josh Allen. I just think that it's uh, lofty, lofty expectations, but we, we'll see. I think he... But to, to better answer your question, I think he puts up better numbers, you know, in the last 12 games than what we've seen so far, too. So th that's going to make our lives a little bit easier, too, Lucas. Rob in Tennessee's got reaction, too. Everyone's got their reactions. Let's go. Hey, Matt, this is Rob from uh, Tennessee. Uh, um, just calling in, checking in. Uh, how about that London game? Uh, oh, not good. A little disappointing, slow, slow moving. And I don't understand why is it uh, they, they got a lot to uh, improve on for sure, but why is it on the third and longs uh, uh, they can't stop them? They, they just can't stop the teams on third and longs, and that uh, uh, roughing the passer penalty. How else are you going to be able to tackle the quarterback but hit him? I mean, I mean, I don't get it. Uh, but um, and uh, they got a few things to clean up on defense and. Jackson's got to, you know, pick it up on offense. Uh, it's um, playing well in the second half. I mean, I, I enjoy it, but uh, they got to start picking it up more in the first half. It's like they're asleep the first half, second <laughs> half, they wake up and they play bit. good. A little bit. You can't win games like that. You've got to be good in all four quarters. Uh, but go Jets. Uh, maybe next time. Hope so. Uh, have a good week. Thank you. I really hope so. Um, I hope they start to be a little bit more consistent because that's been the biggest, one of the biggest issues is they get going way too late. You dig yourself too big of a hole, man. Defense can only hang for so long. Like it's hard for me to kill the defense. The only thing that bothered me really from the defense this week, and it's not from any of the players, it's just play calling and matchup. They had John Franklin Myers trying to cover Kyle Pitts. They had Bryce Huff trying to cover a tight end. On two of the passing touchdowns, it was with the, your two best or two of your best pass rushers trying to cover a line, uh, a tight end rather, an athletic tight end. I don't get it. it makes zero sense. But for the most part, the first five games, defense has been pretty solid. It's hard for me to complain about the defense when the offense has been so putrid. So I'm not going to spend too much time on the defensive woes that we saw this past week. But offensively, man, you just get your quarterback in a rhythm, please. That's it. I agree with you, Rob. Ben, what do you got, buddy? I, I know you want to talk about, let's see, playing catch-up. That's what we just talked about. Let's do it, man. What's up, Matt? It's Ben from Jersey. It seems like this is deja vu every time. The story of the game is that we always, we always stuck in the first half, and we always had to play catch-up at the end, and... You can't win games by playing catch-up. How many points do we have in the first half, like, combined this season? It can't be much. I don't know, but it can't be Probably much. Probably, like, I don't know, 13? That's horrible. 
You can't win games like that. Zach Wilson, awful first half. Run game actually looks solid. Ty Johnson played a decent game. Michael Carter had a decent game. Seven Coleman had Gotta a get that going more too. Nice kick return that set us up for a touchdown. But story of the game, we couldn't exploit this crappy Falcon secondary. Zach Wilson missed like so many passes, man. Missed Corey Davis on one. He missed Elijah Moore for like a twenty some yard gain, I don't know. And then he just he just didn't play well in the first half. He he did play all right in the second half, but it seems like that's just always what happens. The way it's been. Never enough at the end. And the defense, I mean, you can't really expect, I mean, you can't expect them to play spectacular every time when they're out like 80% of the time. Like, you had John Franklin Myers covering Kyle Pitts in the red zone, for God's sakes. You had Bryce Huff playing coverage. You can't do that. These guys are defensive ends. I know, it's get frustrating, them, Get man. your safeties out there. Get your linebacker. Get your linebacker. Get like get Damian Sherwood. He played safety. Use the use um other corners to cover these guys. We lost. We played well in the receivers, aside for Cordell Patterson, who's doing his thing. But Hayden Hurst, Kyle Pitts, and even their third string tight end. I don't know what his first name is. Last name is Smith. Even he had some catches on us. We forced some fumbles, which was fine. But it seems like we just <laughs> couldn't get pressure. That line could have had a siesta for there, for God's sakes. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm ranting. It's just That's a great a rant. Frustrating loss. I feel like this. We should be two and three. This was such a winnable game. We could have a momentum going into the bye, but now it feels like it's just oh, same old Jets. At least Sam Donald lost today. He threw three picks. At least that's something to feel all right about. Oh no, it's, it it was not a good start to the day. Let me tell no. You that. That's all I have to say. Let me know your thoughts on the game. And as always, go Jets. I was sick. I didn't want to watch football after that. Lose a winnable game. Day ruined by noon. Awful. Uh, I'm going to disagree with one part that stood out. The run game. The run game needs to be a lot better. And... I think they gave up on the run a little bit too much. Too much play action this week. That's what stood out. On the rewatch, just saw a lot of long developing plays. Eventually you get there. Right now, when your rookie quarterback is struggling, trying to tread water, I would try to... uh, I know. Get the ball out a little bit quicker. Once you get him in the rhythm, then okay, you take your deep shot. I'm not saying it's all five yards and in. Just mix it up a little bit. I think that's where everyone's at right now. Vinny, Connecticut, more on the floor. Let's go. What do you got, Vin? Hey, Matt. Vinny, Connecticut, calling in once again on this uh, dreary Monday morning after this just abysmal, abysmal performance that the Jets just uh, gave us in London, mind you. Um, What more can we say? I mean, I just want to know, how many more weeks do we have to go watching this garbage where they flat out don't show up in the first half at all and then start playing catch-up in the second half? Um, You usually disagree with me, but I'm just going to put this out there. I know you mentioned in another video of yours that you find it highly unlikely that they would switch offensive coordinators after one season, and I do understand that that's not something you typically want to do with a rookie quarterback, but Hey, I mean, if this offense at the end of the year finishes 30th or worse overall, especially if it's the worst-ranked offense in the league, because that's where we're going with what I'm seeing on the field, averaging 13.5 points a game, which flat-out sucks, um, you you can't convince me that this guy deserves another chance, because this offense is boring, it's vanilla, it stinks. I mean, they paid big bucks for Corey Davis, they drafted Elijah Moore, they brought in Tyler Croft, they drafted Elijah Vera Tucker. The first four draft picks were offense, and what's the root to the problem with this team? Offense. So um, I just want to know, what, what do you think the probability is of this team bringing in a new offensive coordinator if it just, just continues to trickle downhill? And uh, as always, go Jeff. If you're not watching on YouTube, 
for if you're just doing the audio, holding up a zero, they're not changing it after one year. After with a rookie play caller, it's not. It's not the same situation with Gase and Dowell, who had years and years and years of bad play calling. It's a young and inexperienced staff, and they're going to grow together. They're not going to ditch it after one year. They're just not. Maybe they'll bring in different positional coaches and try to add veterans that way. Or, um, okay. oh my God, like an offensive quality control kind of guy, something like that, passing game coordinator, positions like that, and add veterans there. It's probably what the, That's probably what they'll do, but LaFleur is going to be here next year. I, I, I don't know why, what, like why, why would the Jets give up on it after one year? On someone that Salah is so close with, you're going to pull the plug after 17 games? I, I think that would be foolish. Shane, New Jersey wants to get Denzel on the field more. Me too. How are we going to do it, Shane? Mr. Matt O'Leary, what's going on? Your man Shane uh, from Jersey calling back again after a brutal Sunday. A little different emotions this week as opposed to last. Uh, I have a question as I'm driving to work here. It kind of just popped in my head. I want to see what your take is on it, if it, you think it's a possibility or if you think it's nuts. Just to get Mims on the field more, man, he clearly has an impact, and they clearly like the other receivers more than him a little. I'm not sure why, like Keelan Cole and stuff, but whatever. Uh, what are your thoughts on possibly Mims getting a little action at tight end? Uh, my reasoning is that our tight ends kind of blow. And <laughs> Very much so, get Mims on the field. And, yeah, he's not the exact size, and, yeah, you know, he doesn't have all the strength. But Zach's already getting rushed. Half the time he's out of the pocket anyway. I'd much rather see Mims out there running the outs than, you know, your man Ryan Griffin or something like that. I think it's worth a shot. What do I know, though? It could just be the Madden and me talking. What do you think? Do you think that's possible? Do you think I'm crazy? Or do you think maybe they can give it a whirl and maybe it works out? Uh, that's about it, man. What do you think on that? Love the show. Let's go, Jets. We'll get him in two weeks. Later, man. Yeah. Um, okay. Ryan Griffin playing, what was it? It was like 90% of snaps this past week. It's just that that that's insane. That just should not should not be. There, there, there's no reason for that to actually happen. Sorry. It's just, <laughs> it can't be. But I'm, I don't want to. Use Mims like in a traditional tight end sense. You want to use him as a big slot or move him around. Kind of like when the, what the Jets did with Quincy Nunwa at times in 2016. Okay. Yeah, I want to get him on the field and I want him to play. But what about going with more 11 personnel? Instead of 12? Go three wide, four wide. And just do short, quick stuff. Ball out quick. Use your speed to your advantage. Don't use your bad tight ends who aren't really good at blocking anyway on the field as much. I'm not saying never use the tight ends. That's unrealistic. Um, And I think it's unrealistic to ask Denzel to play a traditional tight end role, but move them around or move these guys around a little bit, inside, outside. I don't think that's asking too much. Jaden is up next from New York. He's got some thoughts on the bye week coming at this point. Hey, Matt. This is Caden Cullen from New York. Just a couple of points I wanted to make about the Jets' bye week. This is coming off coming off the disappointing loss to Atlanta. So these are the things I think we need to address in the bye week to really be able to come out week something against the Patriots and I don't know if we'll win, but like at least put up a consistent fight and competitive. look like a team that can be in the NFL and not that one that loses every single time. <laughs> so one, we have to get Wilson comfortable, get him in a rhythm. We just need to figure out what the hell is going on with like missing these wide open passes. We just need to get him comfortable, get him in a rhythm, just get him flowing. And I think really once we start doing that, just the whole team will start to open up then. Number two. We have to open up consistent holes for the running backs. We've that's seen a the fact. Passes from Michael Carter and Ty Johnson, but that's the thing. All like most of their games have been on four yards per carry, and that's not good. So we, the players have, the offensive line players have been doing well. It's just 
we need to open up consistent holes and just really be able to start the ground and pound to open up the whole playbook. Number three, we need to we need to fix these drop passes. Whatever it is with Crowder, Moore, Davis, whoever it is, is dropping passes. We need to get this fixed. And if we don't, Zach's going to really have a rough season if he can't rely on his receivers to catch balls that should be catchable. Um, number four, we just need to get in all the steady offense in the first quarter. And like I mentioned, we need to open up the run game, get that work, and then we can open up the playbook more get that comfortable and just start a rhythmatic flow of the offense. And then we just need to be able to, even if we don't score many points, just be able to move the ball, give our defense a break, and just, like, make a balanced offense. Then number five, we need to get consistent pressure. How do we really go from seven sacks against Tennessee? Yeah, that was go weird. from a decent offensive line to a worse offensive line against Atlanta and get no sacks. It's just that was strange. We have the players to do it, and we're just not doing it. So we need to be able to get consistent pressure. And one last point I just wanted to make, it's just one player that I've just really liked so far in the season and really think is going to be special for us throughout the next years of the Jets organization, Bryce Hall. I've been super impressed by him. Even He did have a bit of a weaker game in Week 5 against Atlanta, but I loved his uh, – so far I just love how he's played, played aggressive ball. He can – he's – breaking up passes, he's just he's locking down the receivers. I'm just really impressed as well with, as with him and MC2. And I think yeah. they can really be the staples of our cornerback room for years to come. Okay, have a great day, Matt. Bye-bye. I'm going to go off, uh, just because it's been a little bit different than uh, some of the other calls, I'm going to go off the end of this call here. That's what really caught my attention. The Bryce Hall, Michael Carter the second. Both those guys, day three guys, if you're getting them to be quality stars, Good. Hall has looked legitimately good, and he just missed a couple of interceptions twice. He's going to get there, man. He's like half a step off in his second year. And what did he play last year? Nine games, something like that? He wasn't playing at the start of last year. It's almost like a continuation of his rookie year because he has, doesn't have full 16 or 17 games under his belt yet. He's going to be good. He's a legitimate starting outside corner. Am I ready to say that he's a, a lockdown number one? I'm close. I'm almost at that point. That's how good he's been. And Carter, he's been good in the slot, man. He has. I am very, very happy with those two specifically. And it's a pleasant surprise because I, I was not, I wasn't expecting it. I thought it'd be a much weaker point on this team. And it just really hasn't been. So that's a positive spin. I'm going to take that. Let's go to Devin in Nevada, who wants to get into the floor. What's going on, Matt? Uh, Devin from Nevada here again. Just wanted to give you a call to clear up a few things that uh, I had said a few weeks ago. Okay. Uh, so after the Denver game, I think I was probably one of the first people to ring the Mike LaFleur has to go bell. And uh, I thought your reaction to that was funny, man. Uh, I know it was premature of me, but... I didn't necessarily mean that uh, we should move on from the floor after that game or even midseason. But to reason with why I had said that is uh, it's for the sake of our young players' development. Uh, unfortunately, the Jets, you know, they're already in the bad habit where they have to get punched in the mouth first to start uh, wanting to play football. But in knowing that, that's why you got to start the game off gingerly, get back into a good groove, spread the ball, uh, get your players some targets so they can be ready later on. Um, you know, we have to see Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims, Zach Wilson at least feel like they know their role in this offense. But right now, none of those players' unique strengths are at all being utilized. Um, you know, we can talk about uh, play calling all day, but usage of personnel is a bigger problem to me. Elijah Moore, That's two true. targets, zero receptions. Denzel Mims being an exciting addition to our team a year ago and already this year basically needing uh, Jet Nation to bully the team into playing him. <laughs> Uh, you know, that can do a lot of damage to a young player's growth in this league. And, um, you know, that's what has me worried about LaFleur. And that Falcons game is at least five plays where if they called a, a read option and had Zach keep it, he would at least gain 10 yards every time. Um, you know, even though he's quick and mobile, for whatever reason, it looks like Wilson does not want to run the ball. It's not yeah, easy that's him. playing in the NFL. Definitely a difficult job to play call. So respect to Mike LaFleur, but that's definitely why we should have hired some more experience on that end. I'd love to be proved wrong, but, you know, I'm just not sure that LaFleur is our answer looking so far. 
On the other side of the ball, defense was bad in London, letting guys like Hayden Hurst carve us up, unacceptable. And if I see one of our pass rushers cover a tight end again, I am going to be sick. <laughs> Love the show, man. Appreciate the hope you gave us, Jets fans. Thank you. It's early to have a bye week, but clearly this team needs to regroup and replan. All my fans out there, man, go Jets. Keep your head up. Peace. I love that. Keep your head up. Jet fans need to keep our heads up right now. It's not an easy task, but uh, even like I said to Vinny, I, I don't think they would make the change after this year. That doesn't mean that I don't think they will add to the offensive staff or bring in other people here, but I don't think they're going to give up on a rookie play call after one year. I just, I, I just don't. With a rookie head coach that he's very familiar with and friendly with, and a rookie quarterback. Even if they end up worse than football, I don't. I really, I would be very, very surprised. I understand the frustration he had, and I'm going to be the first one to tell you that he hasn't been good and that he needs to be better. But it's not just him. He he had des- uh, designed screens open and ready to go, and his quarterback missed it. He's gripping the ball too hard and trying to aim it. Just throw, man. Just throw. The talent is there. That's my thing. Right now, Zach is in his head. That was the most obvious thing that I noticed against Atlanta. When you're missing those gimme throws and you have the talent level that Zach is, it's in his head. He can do it. He knows he can do it. He's going to go back home to Utah with his quarterback coach, John Beck, watch a bunch of film, and he's going to come back better because of it. And he's seen the Patriots once already. I'm not saying he's going to come out and put up a stellar performance against the New England and Bill Belichick, but I think they'll be competitive. I think they'll be competitive the, you know, the entire way down the stretch here. There aren't too many games on the Jets' schedule where it's like, oh, man, they, they really have no shot. Tampa? Is that it? Who else, when you look at this Jet schedule, it's like, oh, my God, they absolutely have no chance in hell. Saints? Saints are so inconsistent. What the hell do we know about the the, the Saints? I don't know. I don't want to go through the whole schedule again with you guys, but it's just I I think they'll be be more competitive in the second half of this year. They're a young team. Got to give it time. It's frustrating. I'm frustrated too, guys, but... We just got to give it a little time. Let's end with Travis from Ohio. He's going to be our last one for today. He's always got something good. What do we got, Trav? Hey, Matt. What's up, buddy? Travis from Ohio. Hey, buddy. Disappointing loss in London. We should have no business playing there. I know it's a cash grab for the NFL, which is what it is what it is. Anyway, um, still have faith in Broadway Drew Douglas, even though he's only into his second year draft, drafting for our team. But, um, and we also got to factor into that we have a rookie head coach, rookie OC, rookie quarterback. And rookies all over the place because we have one of the youngest rosters on in the NFL. It's not the youngest. The youngest. Yeah. Anyway, um, what I wanted to get into with it was we suck right now. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, defense is playing good, but. They're on the field all the time. All the time. The whole game. The offense sucks big time. And we that's going to make us have a probably top 10 pick. And with Russell Wilson hurt for four to eight weeks, Seattle's only two and three right now, so... We might have two top ten picks. So I remember uh, San Fran both times and went to the Super Bowl and lost, and they had number one picks all over the place. Plus, when you when you're that high up 
in the draft with the number one pick, you have the next, the highest uh, two, three, four, whatever Later, yeah. round pick after that. So I, I would like to see Joe continue to build that way because building through offensive or um, free agency obviously hasn't worked in the past. No. Still pick up guys and hopefully still stay healthy in free agency that we pick up, unlike Carl Watson. That was a real shame. Ah, uh, he got cut. Um, with the injury to Russell Wilson, old friend Geno Smith is going to be taking over that team. And they're in a really, really difficult division. There's a chance that the Jets are going to have two top 15 picks. Maybe to, maybe top 10. Maybe. But even if it's like 5 and 12. Probably get Linderbaum at twelve, right? Oh man, they they could really change this. This team is going to look completely different a year from now. It is. I know Jeff fans are frustrated, but let's wait and see what the second half of this season brings. The the, the last three quarters of this season brings. I don't think it's going to be as bad as what it was through the first five games for the next twelve. I, I truly don't. Let's buy in this off season, big draft, free agency. Maybe trade. You have a ton of draft picks. You can't keep having 10 people draft classes. You got to make some trades too. Let's have some fun. Let's play some good football. That's what I'm hoping for. Enjoy your bye week. Watch some good football on Sunday. I'll be working on Sunday a little bit, but I'll have Red Zone on as always. And I'll keep up with you. Look forward to the content this week. Subscribe if you're new. Once again, I'm Matt O'Leary. This has been Just Jets. I'll talk to you next time.